Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I'm your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine? I'm great. It's so good to be with you. Good to be drinking wine on this Thursday night. We should also be announcing our six weeks old son, Cass Coker, on the couch with us. Cass Coker on the couch. Cass Coker on the couch. He's <laughs> getting ready for his sports days. That's ahead. right. Cass Coker could be a poet, could be a quarterback, could be a lawyer, could be a sommelier. Could be a sommelier. Who knows? Whole future's in front of you. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to episode 65 of The Long Finish. I like 65. It's, it's a great number. Can't believe we made it this far, but we did. We, we did. hope you're enjoying our conversations about wine and what else is going on in our world. Thanks for staying with us. If you have a chance to subscribe to our show, it means a lot to us. Rate, review it, do all those things. Really appreciate all those things. Got a great wine tonight. And it's a wine varietal that I think... A lot of people are into, correct me if I'm wrong, Catherine. Oh, yeah. But maybe some people out there aren't quite exactly sure what they're drinking when they drink Sancerre, right? Like, they know it's Sauv Blanc, but like, I mean, I guess I'm saying this as, as a person who doesn't always know. Like, uh, what's the difference between Sancerre and a regular Sauv Blanc? So hopefully we'll learn all these things tonight. What's special about it? I'll tell you what is special is the bottle of wine that we're drinking really really good right up my alley this is a great version of Sancerre so, so what are we drinking this is the Vincent Graal Sancerre 2019 he makes two bottlings this is the tradition it's tasting to me very very classic it's so incredibly refreshing it's got all the markers of Sancerre textbook you would nail this in a tasting in a blind tasting delicious this is why people ask for Sancerre this wine well I'm gonna be asking for more Sancerre after having this bottle of wine but we're gonna get into all things Sancerre a little bit later in the episode but a lot of things to catch up on we'll go with what's going on in our world first as all of you know we now have three kids we used to grade our performance and putting kids to bed right now we're going through a really really tough patch would you agree yeah, I mean, part of it has to do that we have a new addition, so we now have three kids. But part of it has to do with the two-and-a-half-year-old who is just, he's testing us. He is fully putting us to the test. He is wants to take a nap, but the nap makes him go to bed too late, so we try shortening the nap, but then it's hard to wake him up. We try taking the nap away, and he turns into just a maniac before bed. So it's just a rough patch. And we had the same thing with the five-year-old when he was going through this phase, but it's brutal for us right now. You and I wanted to call this podcast at one point after seven because we would tape the show after we put the kids down to bed at seven o'clock. Good thing we didn't call it that because now it's like after 9.21. Yeah, it's currently 10 o'clock. And that's part of the grind they're going through because it takes an hour. I calculated this. Maybe I talked about this on the podcast earlier, but I was thinking about it one day. I was like, it takes me an hour to put these kids to bed. So I'm basically spending over a day a month 
just putting kids to bed. Well, to, <laughs> you know, it's funny to think about it like that because it is an important ritual. And sometimes as adults, you know, we just kind of rush through it. Ah, I got to go to bed. But like the whole rhythm of winding down does take a lot of energy. Now, I'm not saying that it should take as long as it does with them right now, but it's an interesting thing to think about. Another thing I learned is that we took our kids to the dentist for the first time. I mean, how, how many of you? Not have, the first time. Let me Let me correct myself. It's the first time we took our kids to the dentist since the pandemic. Right, 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 right. Which I'm sure is the case for a lot of you. I mean, r- raise your hands out there if you've been to see the dentist during the pandemic. I know Catherine's very scared to go see a dentist. Um, I'm scared, pandemic <laughs> or not. I <laughs> like stay far, far away from me. But one thing I learned from this dentist was we're trying to phase out a pacifier and then we'll move on to some more adult things. But she said basically she doesn't like to see any changes to a child's life for the first six months that there's a new arrival. So this is my point about a, a child about, you know, who's not going to bed till 9, 9.30 despite our attempts. Is this like you kind of just got to ride with these things as they're adjusting to the world having a new addition in their life. So yeah, it's, it's, it's helpful when people say things like that because then it, it allows you to have a lot more empathy and see things from your child's point of view and not just like, ah, why isn't this working? You know, what am I doing? But it doesn't have anything to do with that. I asked her if my like bottle of wine a day habit is something that should change or is that part of the new arrival as well? So <laughs> is that a pandemic thing or a new child or a stress or anxiety? She didn't answer. Um, we have the wine here tonight that you should be looking into. If you're looking for something delicious, summery, crisp. Catherine, tell me about Sancerre. Tell me about this wine. I'm ready to learn. It's funny. It doesn't, we don't really ever, ever really need to sell Sancerre in a restaurant or a wine bar or wine shop. It just sits there and sells itself. The reputation precedes it. Sancerre is a village. It's an area in the Loire Valley and it's in the center region of the Loire Valley. So it's, it's really almost in the center of France. It's two and a half hours south of Paris. And the city of Sancerre itself is just a classic medieval village, picturesque, tiny little windy streets, hilly. My mother and I arrived there very late at night when we visited and were winding around in our car lost for two hours (laughs) looking for our little inn where we were staying because these streets are just, you know, barely fit one car. And by day, a great little walking village. It's just lovely. And it happens to produce one of France's most famous white wines. And, you know, some people say the greatest white wines, they'll say, oh, Chardonnay, or, you know, it has to be Burgundy, or no, it's Riesling. And I guarantee a lot of people would say Sancerre. People love Sauvignon Blanc, and Sancerre is always Sauvignon Blanc if it's white, and if it's red, it's Pinot Noir, and if it's rosé, it's Pinot Noir. There actually used to be planted a lot more Pinot Noir in Sancerre, because wine's been growing there since, you know, you know France. It's been growing there since the 500s, and the Middle Ages, big boom, but... When phylloxera hit in the late 19th century, remember we talked about that last week, that little pest that sort of wiped out all the vineyards, they replanted and it was easier to graft to put the resistant 
graft the resistant vines of Sauvignon Blanc than it was the red vines of Pinot Noir. So there was more Sauvignon Blanc planted. And then in, you know, the 50s and 60s, it kind of had this boom, you know, it was competing almost with Chablis, like, oh, here's a minerally white wine in the bistros in Paris. I'm talking about, wow, this is like, people were getting into it. And it's just never stopped. It just keeps on going and keeps, you know, the price tag sometimes goes with it. So the little areas, it also in the center region of the Loire Valley, the area surrounding like Menetou Salon, uh, Kinsey, they also have great Sauvignon Blanc and maybe a slightly lesser price tag. Puy Fume, slightly lesser price tag than the Sancerre just because it's Sancerre. One thing I always like to say with Sancerre is a quote by... Letty Teague, who was a writer, is a writer for the Wall Street Journal, who said, um, it's Tom Hanks one. Yeah. We've talked about this before. No, but we have to say it. Some yeah. say it's the Tom Hanks of wine. <laughs> it's classy. It's friendly. Everybody likes it. Everybody wants to hang out with Tom Hanks. Everyone wants to hang out with Sancerre. Makes complete sense. Do we have any information on this winemaker? Yes. Did you put our kids Head down. I don't no, know. I was I'll put, I'll put a also picture. burping yes. a child while doing that. As Catherine was talking about Sancerre, she was in the process of burping our son, which is will we'll be on our Instagram page. So check that out. I videotaped a minute of that because it was amazing to watch her reel off facts about Sancerre while she, <laughs> she was burping. Yes. You do what you got to do. Mom's life. Hashtag mom life. So Vincent Grohl, a, not a producer that I've known for a long time, extremely small producer, started in 1999 out of his garage. He's only has less than four hectares of vines. So he is the second smaller pro- smallest producer in the region. Crazy. He only makes two wines. One is the tradition and the other is Le Manoir. Manoir. This is the tradition, and they're separated because of soil type. So even though they're blended, they're mostly two different soil types. The soil is the big thing in Sancerre. You're talking about what makes it so special. Okay, it is this special Sauvignon Blanc, but it's the soil. It's limestone. Remember, we've talked about a million times, limestone, grapevines, magic. All the greatest wine regions. So there's some clay there but limestone. And this specific type of limestone that mostly in this cuvee tradition is from the silex or flint. Gives it that really, I don't know, flinty taste, super minerally character. And Vincent Grahl is making natural wine. He's not certified, but he doesn't do anything to the vineyards. You know, they are just organic treatments, native yeast fermentation, all harvesting by hand, which is not always normal in Sancerre, and making this really classic version of this wine, aged in stainless steel. Most of Sancerre fermented in aged in stainless steel, although some producers do use oak, which gives more texture and that biscuity character, but this is just crisp clean deliciousness. So the other soils, like I was saying, limestone, this is the Silex. The other two kinds of limestone limestone are Oxfordian limestone and Kimmeridgian limestone. The same limestone that's in Chablis. And the Silex, that's this one. You and I have visited Chablis on our trip to France a few years back. Kimmeridgian soil really is incredible because you just see like shells 
fossils, fossils of shells on the ground. Yeah, that's it. It's like the vines are growing out of seashell fossils. That that's not a metaphor. It's real. It really is amazing. I want to talk about why this is just for the novice. I would say I'm an elevated novice, but still want to know. Everyone loves Sancerre. We talk about being the Tom Hanks of wine. We talk about it being the most trustworthy wine to get at a wedding. Sauvignon Blanc, for sure. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. When, but Sancerre has like an elevated quality to Sauvignon Blanc. Like, even though it is Sauvignon Blanc, it's sort of, when you say Sancerre, it feels like it's the next step in class. Am I wrong in that, in that perception? Well, I think it is the premier, most known most special Sauvignon Blanc in all of France. And France is the home of Sauvignon Blanc. Now, when you get to the New World, California or South America or Australia, you get a different kind, or sorry, Australia, but New Zealand, you get a different kind of Sauvignon Blanc, one that has a lot more fruit characteristics. Now, this still has that, but it has all the herbaceousness and minerality. We're talking grass. We're talking fresh cut hay, chamomile, thyme, anise, that smoky flintiness that is so characteristic of Sancerre. That is really what makes it so unique. And this wine has that in spades. Now, all Sauvignon Blanc has the citrus, that grapefruit, lemon, lime, and maybe a lot will have that tree fruit like pear or peach some will have a little bit of oak influence like we talked about, but not, not totally worth mentioning. But the grassiness, the hay, fresh herbs, the fresh green herbs, this has that and that flint. So for Sancerre, we get that flinty quality. And for more new world wines, other descriptors that come to mind are like the jalapeno, uh, the cat piss, for lack of a, a better term. And this right? has that too. Has it too. But yeah, new world, New Zealand you think gooseberry, you think jalapeno, you think that kind of really intense citrus. This has citrus. But maybe a little it more has the herbal. Yeah. yeah, instead of the jalapeno, it's more like chevrol and thyme mm-hmm. and more green. It's a great pairing. I know you're going to ask me that. I am. With some vegetables because of that. So what are we thinking? Well... I think this is perfect for any kind of roasted veggies, fresh vegetable salad, uh, maybe a fish dish, fish dish with tons of herbs on it, just chicken with thyme and rosemary, anything herbaceous. This is going to really bring that out and be wonderful. The other classic pairing is goat cheese. And the home of goat cheese is in the Loire Valley, like in Sancerre, in the larger, not in the village of Sancerre, but in the appellation of Sancerre. So it's kind of a match made in heaven. But it goes great with other kind of fresh, tangy, acidic cheeses as well. I will say also, just back to your last note, this is 2019, 2018, 2019 vintages in Sancerre, a little bit higher alcohol, a little bit lower acid. So you're getting more on that fruity realm and the balance of grassiness, minerality, and fruitiness is pretty great and pretty special. You know, sometimes in colder vintages, it can be more austere. And this is just so pleasant. My gosh, if there's a time to get into Sancerre, this is the time. Well, I'm getting into it. I think this is delicious. You talk about the austerity of a wine. Um, 
the Sauv Blanc sort of known as a year-round wine. I mean, it, we are in summer, but perfect for any time any time of year. It is because you it's medium body. It's medium to medium plus acidity. If you wanted to in the winter, you could drink a Sancerre w- that maybe had been aged in oak that gives more creaminess and texture. In summer, you could drink one like this, fermented and aged in stainless steel. But really, because it pairs with lots of different meats and cheeses and vegetables almost in any form, you can have it year-round. You're going to see Sancerre at every local wine store, right? Oh, yeah. So how do you guide our listeners to find the perfect Sancerre to drink? What are you looking for when you go to buy Sancerre? Well, let me tell you, it isn't like Burgundy or other regions where you've got your Grand crew, your Premier crew. There is none of that. There's none of it. It's Sancerre. And sometimes people talk about the little, the different communes. There's 14 different communes. Ask any wine professional if they can tell you all the 14 um, communes. Wow, you should buy whatever they're selling. They're amazing. I could never name that. (laughs) That's so, it's such detailed knowledge. So not worth trying to memorize or know that. I would say instead going for talking to a person, like we always say, and finding a smaller producer and a producer that isn't all about mass production. You know, because Sancerre is so popular, because people are, it doesn't need, you know, to be sold. People just come in and ask for it. You want to know that it's a really good producer. So you want a smaller producer who's, taking care of their vines in the right way. I'll just say, go to a trusted wine store. Don't go to a grocery store for Sancerre. You're going to get some bulk wine. The other thing I'll say, and I said it last week, is keep trying to get knowledgeable about the distributors and importers that you see on the backs of labels. When you start trusting those people, you'll know, oh, this is a wine that I really yep. believe in. So yep. keep turning those labels around and seeing who's bringing those wines in. This wine's delicious. I mean, when you're up at 10, 20, 2 at night... After you spent 90 minutes putting your kids to bed and then an hour doing your dishes, all you want to drink is Sancerre. It's so good. Really good. So if you're out trying to get back into the restaurant game, which we all know we're doing at each individual pace, but if you're back at Esther's or wherever you live, somewhere in Virginia, Texas, wherever, and you're looking to get back into some wine and restaurants, you know you're going to find a Sancerre, so I hope you find a great one. It never disappoints. Sometimes disappoints? Sometimes, maybe. But this one (laughs) did But not this one. Not this one. This one's delicious. We'll put the picture of this wine on our Instagram so you can go to it at the long finish. And hopefully you'll start drinking with us and enjoying the wines that we taste as well. All right, now let's get to what's been inspiring us this week. I'm going to go ahead and lump our inspirations together. I'm sure it's the same thing. Our five-year-old son is graduating from preschool this week. And he'll be heading off to kindergarten. So I think I'm just doing a big, big inspiration to... Teachers, in general, our teachers um, have been with us for three years. It is a new normal at, at the preschool. They're not with them that long. You know, we've all been through some weird changes with schools over the past year. Our teachers have done an incredible job being masked for the past year to teach our child and our all of our children, and the, the kids have come out the better for it. So, um, a huge shout out to Teacher Becca, Teacher Nikki. <laughs> at the first school in Santa Monica. And that just really goes out to all teachers in general who have just been putting so much work into um, continuing to educate our kids. I mean, 
really special moment for Catherine and myself to see our kid turn five recently, graduate preschool, and then head off to kindergarten in the fall. I, I think I remember, do you remember your kindergarten experience? I remember maybe first grade going on the bus for the first time and my mom kind of being emotional about it, but we'll see if that happens to us. I do remember kindergarten. I don't remember the first day. I remember being in kindergarten and I don't remember my parents being emotional. Though I do have a picture of me and my mom on the first day, but I'm sure I'll be emotional tomorrow and when he goes to kindergarten. It is the end of a special time. Really is. Zero to five. It is in preschool. It's the end of a special time. He's been practicing. um, They're doing a dance and a song tomorrow and it's you all probably know the song American Authors is the best day of my life and so it's really funny to hear him sing a pop song that I'm sure he's going to be singing with his class so anyway these are great ideas that have been brought in from the teachers and just a uh, huge inspiration to us this week seeing them every day dropping our kid off knowing that they're safe and with uh, great people and um, so yeah shout out to teachers really really inspirational for us and Catherine is that you okay with that just lumped us together. There's nothing else I could possibly be inspired by. We will buy them bottles of Sancerre. Yeah. Sure. They did come to Esther's one time. They did. Uh, which was pretty fun to host uh, all the teachers at the preschool. So now we have two more kids. One's going there next year. So we'll just keep meeting new teachers and sending them over to Esther's and have them drink Sancerre. All right. That's it. That's it for episode 65 of The Long Finish. Episode 65 is in the books. Thanks again to everybody for listening to the show. If you have a chance to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, it would mean a lot to us. Catherine, where can they find you and The Long Finish on social media? You can find me at Catherine Wild Coker on Instagram and sometimes on Facebook. And you can find The Long Finish at The Long Finish on Instagram and sometimes on Facebook. You can find The Long Finish on Twitter at TLF Pod. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tug Coker. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We should have a few more episodes coming in this summer. I want to talk about all the hot wines for the summer. I want to talk about what's going on with restaurants as we go back to full capacity in theory. So there's a lot of things to discuss in the restaurant and wine world. And hopefully we'll have some updates on being able to put our kids to bed at a better time. So stay tuned for more episodes in the coming weeks. Thanks for listening. And happy drinking. Ciao.